Hey, welcome to The Conversation. This is Andy Mason, and you're listening to Authentic Conversations around the messy intersection of faith, family, and business. Uh, This week, we have a gift for you. Uh, Right now, it seems to be people in two areas that we're working with, Uh, those that are really challenged by what's going on, uh, regardless of what it is and really needing hope in the midst of this, and how do you access that? And then others who are actually thriving, they are running ahead, whether the conditions actually set them up to succeed in business, or they've navigated the last 12 months and position for whatever it is, it's time for them to dream again, to pursue, to advance. So this today is all about those of you that are really facing things that you need hope. You really need to have a fresh perspective of how to navigate this and not just have hope. How do you find hope in the midst of this? How do I not get distracted by fires, floods, pandemics, politics, or bottom line, it's people. It doesn't matter what's going on as long as we have people around us, including ourselves, then there's all sorts of reasons why to get frustrated and have to grow in character. So what we decided as a team is to give you a copy of Finding Hope in Crazy Times. It's a book that Janine and I wrote. Uh, It's literally stories from our life over the last period of time of how we navigated some of the things. And literally, how do I keep my perspective from heaven's perspective, which gives me momentum not only for my own life and the decisions that we've made, but also enables me to lead others in the same and train them in hearing the voice of God, regardless of the circumstances. The kingdom of God is victorious, period. There is no situation, circumstance, challenge that it faces that the kingdom of God does not advance. Isaiah 9 says this, of the increase of his government and peace, there is no end. What that means for you and I is regardless of what's going on, we can find peace. We can find hope. We can find specific strategies and solutions to know what to do regardless of what we're facing. So the way that you can access this is there's a link in the comments below, uh, heavenofbusiness.com backslash free dash trial. You can jump on there and literally watch this video. I will also post in the comments below a link for you to download some notes so you can see that there as well. And if you want a copy of the book, uh, all you need to pay is shipping. And you can jump onto the link that is also in the show notes below. Uh, the, The audio message you're about to listen to is actually me telling some of what's inside the book and some of the stories and the simple process of how you can go about uh, hearing the voice of God, staying anchored in hope, having a heavenly perspective, which releases momentum regardless of what you face. So free book, you can jump on that down below. If you don't want to do that, have a listen to this podcast. And regardless, it will help you regardless of what you're facing. Hey, have a wonderful week. And don't hesitate to email me if you've got questions, comments, Andy at authentic-solutions.com. Hey, welcome to this session. This is about going behind the scenes and really unpacking how I get hope so that I can lead with hope in crazy times. I don't know about you, but I realize that if I am overwhelmed with what's going on and I only have a negative worldview, then I'm going to be defensive. I'm going to set up creative defensives. I'm going to circle the wagons. 
But if I have a heavenly kingdom perspective, it's always victorious, it's always winning, then I'm looking for solutions, I'm looking for ways forward, I'm not I'm not uh, holding back, I'm proactive, I'm looking forward, I'm leaning in. That's a massive difference of what we're going on as leaders. So how do I, as a leader, access hope so I can have a hope-filled perspective? Well, I'm glad you're asking because that's what I'm going to do in this session is equip you with how I personally access hope and a heavenly perspective in all that I do so that I can navigate craziness, so that I can navigate uncertainty, difficulty, challenge, and not only that, but then lead others and then communicate that to the planet. So what I'm going to do is actually walk you through a book. So a book that I wrote recently and actually, this is the key. Inside this is the key. But what I'm going to do is go behind the scenes. So why did I write it first? Uh, over the last decades, there's been one practice that has been key to everything I do and having hope in the midst of changing continents, uh, health challenges with family, uh, immigration challenges, wildfires, COVID, pandemic, like everything. What is the one thing, the most important thing from my life that has anchored me in hope, in an unshakable kingdom? And that's been the word of God. That's been hearing what he is saying, but not just hearing it, uh, taking what he has said and applying that to my life on a daily basis. So you can see the stack over here. This is probably maybe one tenth of what I have in terms of journals. I'll use anything, whether that's a 99 cent journal book from the dollar store or a fancy journal that someone gives me with leather bound, all these other, it doesn't matter. But what I've done in here is I will literally day by day, and it isn't every single day, but the days I'll sit down and I'll process, this is what I'm hearing God say, this is what it means, and this is what I'm gonna do. That when I hear his voice, Matthew 4, 4, it releases hope because I don't live by strategy, plan, process, faith alone. I live by the word of God that releases the faith, the hope, the strategy, the solutions and all things that I face. So let's dive right in, in terms of how do I do this? So literally what my wife did is went through my journal over the last few years and pulled out some of those journal entries and then put it into a format for anybody to use that literally is this is the situation here's the story that we're going through here's as i'm reading this is what i'm hearing god say and hearing god say there's a bunch of other resources around here uh, on the heaven of business platform that you can access to help you know how to hear god how to know god is speaking we've got a course that can help you do that to know hey god what now but at the core of it is I'm reading, if nothing else, read the book of Proverbs one chapter a day and just be aware as you're reading through what stands out to you, uh, which scripture just has life or has a curiosity to it that gets awakened inside of you. Or you'll be reading something and it actually moves you emotionally. There's a connection going on that pause on that then say, God, what is this saying about itself? What are you saying to me? And then what does that mean to me in my day? And then what are you going to do? Is write down those action steps. If you do that over time, you build a history with God, with an unshakable kingdom that will release in you hope regardless of your circumstance. And when you have hope, you can lean in, look forward and know the future is better 
and I'm leaning forward because there's solutions for what I'm facing right now. So I'm going to walk you through three simple examples of that that you can find in this book yourself. And then I'm going to just unpack the process and leave you with that to build hope regardless of the circumstance. So first story, uh, and this is actually chapter one in the book, one word changes everything. So here's the story. Uh, the situation was my wife and I in New Zealand and literally our lives were good. We had we had babysitters within 10 minutes. That's a big deal when you've got four kids. Very involved in local church. I had a steady income. Uh, we'd just been graced and blessed to be able to pay off our house because of some initiatives and investments we'd done. We were set up, and but there was something on the inside that just wasn't settling. There was just like we knew there was something else going on. And as we prayed, I was with a friend overseas. He said, Andy, why don't you pray whether there's a geographic move? And I remember sitting down with my wife, wrote in my journal. So this is where the journal comes in. I wrote, God, is our future in this location? And within one week, God spoke three times about leaving everything and going to a new nation. That, like that word, three different words were so significant. They like lodged on the inside of me. And that changed our course of history. I was not looking to leave New Zealand. I was not looking to go anywhere else. But one word from God in the midst of that situation changed everything because I didn't just let that word just sit and percolate. I actually did something with it. We processed it. We talked together. I got wise counsel and then we made practical action steps so that now, 12 years later, I'm amazed. One word literally has set us up to influence so many people. I've seen the provision of God, the protection of God, the power of God. As I have followed his word, one word changes everything. So that's the story. What was the scripture that actually anchors this or that story to what you can do? Well, here's the scripture in Mark 4, 11. It talks about the word being like a seed that's planted in us, that's nurtured and grows. And then it talks about if anyone have, has ears to hear, let him hear. Take heed what you hear with the same measure that you use. Yeah, we measure to you. So what's the point? Is we took that seed, we protected, we nurtured it, and it's produced fruit. But it was it took some action on our behalf. So what does that mean to you? What will you do with the seed that you have? All of us have seeds of what God has spoken. What am I doing with what he has said? What's the practical way that I can nurture it, that I can protect it, that I can cultivate it, that I can take little steps to integrate that word into my life? A word that you get on a Sunday morning, a word that you get by listening to someone's podcast, they're all wonderful, but they're only valuable when I take that seed that's been planted in me and I actually nurture and cultivate it and do something with it. How is that word affecting my day today. So that's one. It's a little story, challenging questions to say, what am I going to do with what I heard? When I hear the voice of God that positions me with an invitation to hope, but hope is like a seed planted. What will I do with it when I've got that on the inside of me? Here's a second one. Uh, so this is chapter, uh, I think, three out of, this, out of the book, Finding Hope in Crazy Times. And prepare for increase now. That's the scripture. So here's another story. 
when we got to the States, obviously, we, it was amazing how we were set up in New Zealand. Uh, just the grace of God to have a house with no debt. Now, we thought we were set up for the future, um, um, planning and preparing, and we're coming for that in a moment. But then God says, leave everything, go to a new country. Selling our house in New Zealand provided the income that we needed to live in the States with no income here for three years. Now, that's not a fun story. But in the middle of that, God started to speak, I'm going, I'm going to provide you with a house. I'm going to provide you with a house. Now, we get that again and again and again. And that went on for five years. And there's little things that we would do. But then in one particular time, I was traveling, I was speaking, and some person I did not know walked up to me and said, Andy, I hear God say that he's giving you a house. You need to pack your bags. So what do you do with that word? There's a story. For me, I picked up the phone. I called Janine. I said, I just got another. Now, this was these, there's so many different words, like words upon words about houses. And I'm like, really, is this going to be another one? What I have learned that what I do with that word releases the hope and the action to do something. And my faith, which is the action step demonstrated, releases the grace of God to take me further. So I said, Janine, we just got this word that said, pack your bags. I'm giving you a house and it's now. So like, what are we going to do? Well, Janine, in her wisdom, went down to the local hardware store, purchased packing boxes and gave these to the kids four children and said, hey, kids, we just got another word. And it's literally a now word. So in spite of our disappointment, in spite of the delay, in spite of the challenges, what we are going to do is we're going to each of you have got a box and I want you to take some of your toys, some of your things that you're not going to need over the next three months, because here's what we know is our timing is not God's timing. We didn't know whether this was going to be now as in in the couple of weeks or now as in a few months. So we literally would get the kids to put things in those boxes that they wouldn't need straight away because that was us preparing for increase now. Now, here's the scripture. This is, uh, this is Isaiah 54, 2 to 3. Enlarge the place of your tent. Let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. For you shall expand to the right and to the left, and your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. Isaiah 54, 2 to 3. What's the point? That word is to people who are discouraged, disillusioned, in the middle of delay. And God's saying, prepare for increase now. In the midst of your discouragement, in the midst of all of the things that haven't turned out like you expected, now's the time to enlarge, take, it's like, it's speaking physically, speaking emotionally, speaking spiritually, actually do something now to prepare for what you want to come. So for us, that looked like this simple step step of getting moving boxes. It could look like going and looking for houses. Now, here's the end of the story, which I'm sure you'll love to hear. I came back and literally two weeks later, two weeks later, I spoke with a, a significant business and they, they chose to give us a surprise honorarium, which was not expected. That became a 20% deposit on a house. Uh, we literally prayed with the kids, asked them to hear God on when we're going to find the house. On that day, I saw this house, rode around on my bicycle to see it in the morning. Then we took the whole family in the car and we had a look when we walked inside we instantly felt the presence of God. It's like confirming, this is what I have promised you. 
We asked the kids, what price do we offer? My son heard the price, and that was the price we agreed on. On the Friday, we saw it. On the Monday, we'd signed a contract to purchase it. So it was literally less than three weeks, and we had a house confirmed. Pack your bags. I'm giving you a house. But we needed to act. Prepare for increase now. Same thing in this scripture. What you do releases hope. And if I'm acting from hope, I'm leaning in, taking proactive decisions and moving forward and leading my family, leading my community, leading those that God's put in my challenge or in my hand to lead. So action. So what will you do today to prepare for the increased promise? Perhaps literally right now you're sitting and you're like, God, I'm just smashed. When God's speaking again, hey, there's increase coming and you need to position it and prepare yourself for it in spite of how you feel. It's like let go of the disappointment, the pain, the discouragement and position yourself to move forward. So number one uh, was one word changes everything. Number two is prepare for increase now. And you can see this pattern that's coming through this of what I do. Here's another one. Number three is do I plan or trust God? This is actually chapter four in this book. And, and so just a little bit about me. I've always been a, what are you hearing God say? Where are you going to be in 10 years time? I'm like a visionary, I think, for the future. And I, look, when I met Janine, my, who became my wife, I'm like a million questions about where are you going to be? What, what do you hear God saying? All of those things have been such a core to who I am. And, uh, and then we're moving forward. We've got plans. I can, I'm strategizing. I'm doing it with God. And then in 2008, God picks us up and like everything changed. He literally ambushed my plan. We're hitting one direction. We're gaining momentum and sideways, wham, we get picked up and put into the United States of America. Don't know anybody, don't know why, except that we're following the voice of God. And it's like, well, what's the point of planning if God can just move you like that. And for a time, I didn't. It's like I'm just struggling with, God, I had these plans. I thought they were yours. I was planning with you, uh, integrating, partnering with you in this. And then, boom, sideswipe. What's the point of even trying? It might just be passive. Might as well just passively like sing Kumbaya. And it's like, no, he speaks out of this. Proverbs 16.9, a man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Proverbs 20, 24, a man's steps are of the Lord. How then can a man understand his own way? Proverbs or Psalms 37, 23, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delights him in his way. So here's the point. I, that word released hope that caused me to stand up again and realize, oh, it's not either or, it's both and. I plan. Because a plan sets me on a course. If we didn't have a plan, we would have never, ever been in a position to be able to leave New Zealand and come to the States. Because that, that finances, that, the housing, the way that we'd set everything up in our life had disciplined us to focus so that we had no debt on our house. So many little steps. The plan actually gives us the discipline, which is founded. And, and it says this, Proverbs 20, 18, where there is no revelation or no vision, no plan, the people perish or cast off restraint. So the plan is good for me because it sets me with a focus. It sets me with a position. It sets me with a priority so that I am winning in life. I'm aligning what I'm doing to go all in at the same time. 
I am open-handed because I know that God's ways are so much better than my ways. So when he gives me his plan, when he ambushes me, when he just like takes me 180 degrees from what I thought I was doing, his plan is always better than my plan. My plan was fantastic. What we were doing and where we were going was amazing and God was all over it. But what I am doing today, because of his plan that he upgraded, my plan is a hundred times better than I would have never asked, thought, or imagined. I make a plan and I trust God and walk with him, hearing his voice as we pivot, adjust, and grow. So when you have a plan, you're also more disciplined. Because we had a plan from when we were first married, we're able to take steps to own our home, be debt-free by the time God told us to leave and come to the States. So what about you? Uh, there's in here, it just walks through this really simple process, and that's what I do on a daily basis. So action step, what's God's plan for your current season? I've got to hear, God, what's your plan? This is the plan that I had. This is the plan that I set for the year, but what's your plan for me right now? And then who can you share that plan with? Because that's what helps me stay accountable, focused, and disciplined in the process. If you're a person that you're like, no, I have absolute freedom. I would encourage you say, God, you plan the universe. You set everything in order. Then what's your plan for me? And how can I partner with you in the plan? So even in the plan, there is freedom. So what you've just heard is three different stories that have come from this book. But the key is each one was a story. This was my situation. There was a word from God. I applied the word and it released hope for me to move forward into the future. For you, it's that same process. What's the situation? What are you hearing God say? And here it is laid out here. Number one, what's your situation? Write it down. Uh, write it down. Grab a journal. Uh, what are you hearing God say? Uh, again, I started with get into the book of Proverbs. If nowhere else, start in the book of Proverbs. It will be help you. It will help you so much. Number three, what does that mean? So what I read, what does that mean to my life? Number four, what does wisdom add? Wisdom is found in the multitude of counselors. So I have wise people around me. My wife is incredibly wise. So I bounce things off her and realize even this last week, I had these wonderful ideas and I run it by her and she's like, Andy, it is a great idea. It's just not what you're called to. It's like, oh yeah, I needed that wisdom to remind me. What does wisdom add? And then finally, what will you do? That's everything. Faith is seen. Faith is not something just talked about. The kingdom is advancing. The kingdom is at hand. And when I have that kingdom, the revelation of the kingdom of God on the inside of me, it doesn't matter who's in government, who's not in government, what system, what structure. The kingdom is always advancing. And that releases this hope and hopeful perspective to move forward. What's the key to it is hearing the voice of God. That's everything. The centrality of Jesus and his voice is what guides me and releases hope so that I can lead with hope regardless the circumstance. So I bless you with that. I trust you uh, to just go with that and apply that to your life. Grab a hold of the book. You can find it on Amazon. That will literally guide you through the process and you can walk with me. And by the end of it, 30 days, 30 chapters, you will literally have applied a hope-filled process to your life that you can lead from with the wisdom of God. So I bless your week.